Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! When you said you were going to start it, you meant you were going to start it. I started the podcast as soon as you said these words. We have nothing to talk about. So might as well talk about it on the air. That's right. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a time filled with tension right now. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Last minute work for both of us. It's kind of got us going crazy. Um, yeah, it's not. What else? It's going to be a fun weekend. You're traveling the East Coast. I got family traveling here. You know, uh, it's supposed to be a fun time of year. Yeah. And we're all stressed out. I was just explaining to you that um, I may or may not have COVID. <laughs> I don't I don't probably have COVID, but I don't want to say it. I was I, – I mean, this is actually the, the number one thing I wanted to ask you about is – so, what do I? Oh, you know what? I have my noise cancellation on my headphones. I was like, why does it sound so weird? Um, what is going on with all of this COVID stuff? You know, NFL is like, get, oh, I guess all sports are really getting destroyed right now. They said that somewhere between, somewhere around 140 players are out between uh, basketball and hockey this, this week. Yeah, they're postponing. They're just canceling games now and postponing games. Like the NFL, they're the Browns have so many people on on COVID, but they play Saturday, and yeah, it's like a uh, you know prime time game, and the networks have already booked it and all this stuff. So the the NFLPA, the Players Association, is trying to like get them to move the game to Sunday. Hmm. But they don't think it's going to happen because they're kind of just dug in with this Saturday game, right? So this may or may not be part of my picks. <laughs> well, it can't be because there's no line right now. I just went online. I'm online right now, and I saw one. All right, let's take a look because it was going to be part of my picks, and Vegas is four point underdogs. Vegas is an underdog? No, sorry, they're favored. They're four-point favorites. 
Oh, there it is. See, when I looked, when I just did my picks about 20 minutes ago, there was a no line. I think Nick Collins is going to be that quarterback. Well, um, but yeah, we're going to go ahead and cross off one of these, and we're going to put one of those. Yeah. Um, okay. So. Um, so yeah. Uh, anyway, so I was saying, so I, I, you know, I've been, as I told you, I've been kind of slammed with work. You're slammed with work, but like I went, I decided to stop off and see some friends since I basically have one friend I know who listens to all of our podcasts. I told him I'm basically speaking to an audience of one, so he can turn past this because he listens. He was there, so I met met them out for drinks on Sunday after work, just like a quick beer, and. uh Met them at an indoor uh, establishment that didn't check my vaccine card. And, um, yeah, then I got a call from one of those guys and said, hey, um, just so you know, I've been really sick. I got COVID. And he's our friend that is – he's vaccinated, but he doesn't believe in, like, the booster. He's like, I'm done with it. And if you bring it up to him, he yells at you. He's like, I'm done. I'm not talking about it anymore. And I'm done with this. And I'm like, well, you could be done with it. It doesn't mean it's done with you, obviously. Yeah. But, of course, that fuck – oh, sorry. That person is going to be the person that winds up getting everybody else sick. And that's what's happened. So my friend who was with him is uh, separated from his wife, and they have a kid. And the kid – he was getting his first Christmas since the separation with wow. the kid – and I had to postpone it because he's been, you know, he's trying to be responsible, do the right thing. And I'm like, it's so shitty. And I felt so bad for him until I realized my, like, parents are coming to visit. And I might not be able to see them if I get COVID for, like, the first week. And I'm like, this mother, you know, this guy. Um, but anyway, uh, I feel fine. He's, he's felt fine so far, so I... I don't know. Um, I, I, it was funny because I was at work yesterday and I I was like talking to him on the phone. I'm like, well, I am at work, so there's COVID compliance right here. I guess I could just start asking them some questions. You know, might as well tap that resource. Yeah, why not? And so they were telling me like what to do and like when it's uh, when things are okay and all that kind of stuff. And they just said when you're vaccinated, it takes a little longer for it to hit you, which is not really good in our circumstances. But regardless, that's what they said. Yeah. So I was uh, doing some work yesterday. I don't – I'm going to start leading you on some stories. And you, I, anything I got to leave out, I, I will. I will. Uh, and you can ask me later. But we were working on a – job with a bunch of celebrities yesterday and it was like a really small group so i was like working pretty closely with them uh as i told you i was standing in for my man tj lavin our guy i was was, to hear about uh how this day went well you know it was it's like a promo so it's like all these different people on on the show keep coming in. I don't think I signed an NDA. Uh, whatever. They keep coming in like for short little stints. So I was only really with him for a little bit, but that guy came in was the nicest guy. Like 
you know, was just psyched to be there and was just like, hey, man. Uh, he goes, hey, you look like me. I go, That's what I'm going for. <laughs> so you dressed up like TJ Lavin. Well, I mean, well, no, no hat because he wasn't wearing a hat, but I had like, you know, I wore like my pea coat that's almost like a mil- military style pea coat that's kind of a lavish thing. But I mean, whatever, I'm supposed to look like him. So he's like, hey, you look like me. I was like, good, that's what I'm going for. I said, hey, TJ, am I killing it? He said, you're killing it. And he gave me like a fist pound. Very nice. But the, I didn't ask him any questions because there's this other guy who was working because the other people from the challenge that were there were Anissa and Veronica and Darrell. Oh, okay. And so this kid that was working with us, he was Stanford Darrell, he was also a super fan, and he started asking them questions, like, right away. This guy asked everybody questions. He was the worst. And his questions were so bad. He's like, hey, man, hey, TJ, when are you going to bring back champs versus all-stars? I love that. I'm like, oh. That was the worst. You got a chance with TJ? That's the one question you're asking? And then he's like, yo, Darrell, looks like CP's about to get another one. You know, like, what are you, you going to do about, you know, like, kind of talking shit to him? And I'm like, you're the worst kid. Dude, I can't believe that guy wants champs versus pros again. Or whatever the hell. I know. That thing is. I know. They're playing for money that's not even theirs. I know. Um, yeah, but there's some other people who came in and... Um, you know, it's funny. You work with, you work with like production, and when you get to when you get to do stand-in stuff, and that you get to see. I always enjoy because you you get to be there to watch them light, watch you know real professionals making the same mistakes you make when you're trying to do stuff. Like I always find it to be a learning experience. I think it's great, but you also get to kind of get who like who's good and who's not. And there's just some people you sometimes like, yeah, you know, you learn that you have to take, you have to list, you have to judge people by their actions and not their words. Right. So if the director or the producer or both decide to come out at the end of the shoot and thank everybody. And they give this really heartfelt thing. You don't fall for it when you see how like, maybe they might have been afraid of certain actors and may have neglected other actors, been shitty towards them. And you, you know, when you watch a couple star fuckers shoot a, um, a commercial, it's always annoying. Right. When you see, I mean, I'm sure you worked with, with people that were like star effers and when they, when they come in, they just change their whole temperament and you're just like, Oh, you know? Yeah. So we had some athletes like on this shoot and when they came in, like some of the people that may have been very comfortable, like overselling how much they love the actors would, would not give the athletes the same respect, not because they didn't like them, but because they were probably afraid of them, you know? Yeah. And you just see it happen and you're like, this guy needs it really bad. He's not a professional actor. He needs like, some direction. Like, get in here and don't be afraid of them. Tell them what you want. I don't know. It's just one of those things you start watching it up close. When you're there and you get to see it all up close, you start, I don't know, you know, you start to be, uh, you know, you're not as far off as you think you are. You know, like when you start 
comparing it to yourself and the people you work with. Anyway, it was just like that. Um, what else? And then I worked another job, and this is what I'm not going to tell you because I definitely signed an NDA for this, with a prominent actress the day before. And we did a stunt and we, we, we shot this stunt all day. And from the very first time it happened, the guy like fell off of like a ladder, right? Oh. I mean, not to stunt. He falls off a ladder into like a, <laughs> into like, no. Yeah. Well, the first time he does it, you're like, this doesn't seem as like, there's not like a bunch of stump people making sure this is okay. Like, he just kind of cleared where he needed to clear, but they keep doing it and they run it all day, all day. Like, there's no way you didn't get it. Yeah. So you're going to keep doing it. And then what do you think happens? At like four o'clock, we've been doing this since 8 a.m. Boom. Misses the place, lands on a bar of oh. a tow from the thing that was towing what he was supposed to land in. You know, like... Just like, oh God, this is going to be awful. Like, you don't want to get out of your, you don't want to look. And um, we're working with an actress who we both really like. And she couldn't have cared less. All right. I guess you'll tell me about that. And that's super disappointing, you know? Like, just, you know, it doesn't, there's nothing you can do. But when he got up and like was, somewhat okay which was ridiculous they just had him fill up some forms and he stuck around nobody took him to a hospital or anything it was just dumb i'm just like this isn't work right and uh i was saying to people around me i'm like hey did anything about that bother you guys because i'm a little freaked out at the fact that that just happened and we're just kind of moving along and that's when somebody pointed out to me he goes oh yeah you're bothered by that how about our like million plus actress doesn't even take the time to go over and be like, Hey, are you okay? How much, you know, like that's it. Okay. But she's worried about her heels and her makeup. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Speaking about workers comp. <laughs> thanks for the uh, segment. I had a, I had a, uh, a, um, a note. Great. Let's do notes. I had this article about this German guy who uh, got up. Apparently, he's got a home office um, that's up this spiral staircase in his house. So in the morning, he got up, and he goes to his home office, climbs up the stairs and trips or something, and falls down the stairs and breaks his back. And then he sued... Basically, he... The company that he worked for has to pay workers comp because he was, quote unquote, on the job, even though he was working from home. Huh. And the and the German judge like ruled that since he was on his way from his bedroom to his home office, that's considered commute to work. Oh my God. And <laughs> and that he could file unemployment or, or workers' comp through the company's uh, thing because they originally like said no, we're not covering that, 
And then they went like to the courts and the courts ruled that they have to pay him. They, yeah, they wow. have workers come. Yeah. And they said that he mentioned, I guess, like he had the foresight of saying, oh, yeah, so like I go straight to work. I don't eat breakfast. Like I don't go to the kitchen and make breakfast. And they're like, oh, that's weird that he said that. And then they said that if he didn't say that and he went to breakfast, it would be considered that he is not going to work yet. (laughs) (laughs) So because he said he went directly from his bed to the work room, which is like an upstairs office, like that's considered commute to work. (laughs) Okay, hold on. Let's just stop. We're writing this. uh, This is a good, this is a short idea. This is a great idea for a short. (laughs) It is, isn't it? Yep. We're doing it. Just, let's just stop there. We're going to talk about this off the air. We're going to write this. Yeah. It's it's like a perfect uh, curve. Your enthusiasm. Yeah, you're right. It is. George, a George scheme. Uh, so yeah, that's the only, uh, note I have. Um, um, oh, here's my notes. Um, have, have you seen a trailer for Lost City? <clears throat> you know, I was just, that was going to be another thing I was going to talk about. Cause I, uh, but not a note. I guess it was no. Cause I was going to say, like, I watched the burbs last a couple nights ago. I think I called. You, when you called me, I was so stoned to, when you were telling me about your TJ Lavin thing. And I was like trying to like, you're like, guess who it is? And I'm like, I can't even think. Of it. Right. And I was watching the burbs and uh, I was like, I forgot how funny this shit is. And um, it's like, you know what? They don't make movies like this anymore. You know, they yeah. don't make these like eighties comedies. Um, like this and like, you know, like other stuff. And then I was thinking about romancing the stone and then <laughs> uh, I saw that um, trailer for the lost city today, um, which is basically a throwback to romancing the stone, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's exact like same story. Pretty much people were like, that's, but they don't say it. They're just doing it. Right. <clears throat> it's not like they're like, Hey, this is a takeoff from Ro- of romancing the stone. They're like, they have to mention it. Uh, they're going to mention it in the movie, I'm sure. That it's like the same thing. But I don't know. Got some big people in it. Sandra Bullock, Brad Pitt, and Channing Tatum. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure Brad Pitt's only there for a second. Um, okay, my next was uh, trailer I sent you that I just was listening to cousin Sal talk about because it was you know it was the Riverboat Casino and he was saying what's the worst sports movie ever made and they were like you know I only got midway through it but the one guy was like I know this is not going to be popular but it's definitely Chariots of Fire I don't care if it's like have you ever watched it since the first time you've ever watched it no because it's so boring yeah. And then the next guy said draft day. It's got to be draft day. Draft day is pretty bad. 
he's like it's he's like because i'm t- he's like look if you're doing like matt leblanc with like a monkey i like that's what you're going for you're not you know like i'm not punishing you for that like that's just you know that's going to be bad this is something you thought was going to be good and it was that bad anyway the reason they brought it up is because of this new trailer for do you remember what it's called the the sean payton movie oh no with uh yeah the, oh, i just gotta look that up it's, it's super um it's called home team home team and they're like they brought up a great point and they oh then they said so what is home team before you start talking kevin james home, home team is a movie where kevin james plays sean payton after sean where he wins the super bowl and then That's gets suspended for putting bounties on yeah players and then uh winds up coaching like a, his kids team and like they're a bunch of misfits but he winds up I, i'm assuming make making them a winner and it's like a total happy madison production everybody from all the sandler movies is in it um and they brought up a great point they were like if you just put this movie out and said it's like a sports comedy like little giants where it's just kevin james the football coach yeah but like why would you but the fact that you make it that it's about sean payton and he's like they're like exposing his like troubled marriage in the thing (laughs) who's played by sandler's wife and it's like oh my god it just looks it looks so bad that we're gonna have to that to be my first assignment of bad movie that we have to watch for this will be the Kevin James Sean Payton movie. I'll tell you one thing. What do you think is going to be worse? The Sean Payton Kevin James movie or the Kurt Russell movie with uh, not Kurt Russell, the uh, Kurt Warner movie? Definitely. I mean, definitely the Sean Payton movie. It's like not even close. No, because I think the Sean Payton movie is going to actually have some laughs. Like, it'll actually be funny at stuff. Like, it, it, again, I agree with what they said. It would be if it wasn't Sean Payton, if it was just a regular story. I don't know. I think, but you're going to get Kevin James' physical comedy shtick. First of all, that has never worked for me before. I am not a Kevin James fan. But still, you're going to get that. And I understand your point. I understand your point. You'll get a chills moment out of the Kurt Warner one. I don't think so. Okay. Well, we're going to wind up watching them both. We know, we know that we will. Maybe the chills the other way. <laughs> Definitely going to be chills the other way. <laughs> the cringing moment. Definitely going to be chills the other way. It's <laughs> uh, great. Backlund's going to like drive us crazy. Oh, there's Cousin Sally's on my TV right now. So... This Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. So I was talking about my brother's doing the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl on Saturday. And they're like, he got, I guess, Cousin Sal and all his people on his podcast, like, taken care of. So they wanted to invite him down. And he's like, dude, you got to come with me. Because, like, I, well, I listen to that all the time. It's my gambling podcast. And then he's like, I've been dealing with this guy named Joel Solomon. I'm like, yeah, babyface Joel Solomon. <laughs> you got to call him babyface. And he's like, they wanted to come down and, you know, anyway. Uh, but, yes, there's a Jimmy Kimmel ball. I guess Jimmy Kimmel was like, hey, 
I want um like anyone can sponsor a bowl game, so we're gonna do it, and we're gonna be calling it the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, and they're having it at SoFi, and it's like I don't know a Mountain West team against like a Pac-12 team, so it's like Oregon State and. I don't even remember who they're playing, but Oregon State's like an eight-point favorite. Like Arizona State or San Diego State? Well, no, Arizona State's playing in the Las Vegas Bowl, which I think I'm going to go to this year. Is that NC State? No, uh, Arizona State plays Wisconsin in Vegas. That'll be good. Well, you think anything with with Wisconsin is good. That doesn't mean that it's good. Here it is. It's Oregon State and Utah State. That's the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, so that's all going to happen. Um, the other note I had, outside of what's going on with COVID, um, my other note that I had is, do you know who Jackson Mahomes is? No. Really? You're a lucky man because I'm about to introduce you to Jackson Mahomes and you're going to wish you never knew who this person was. Okay. Jackson Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes' younger brother. Okay. He is a TikTok influencer guy. And he is just brutal to like, like he's so cringy but he's got like millions of fans and like followers and all of that. And he basically goes to every one of, uh, he goes to like all of Patrick Mahomes' games and sits on the sidelines. And the thing that made it, that brought him into my attention was when they played the Washington football team, he, they had him on the sidelines and he did a dance in this area that was roped off. And it was the game that they were retiring um, uh, Sean Taylor's number, who died. And uh, he danced all over his number. Oh, my God. Yeah, it didn't go over really well. Well, to give you a better idea of who Jackson Mahomes is, uh, he's also a lot of people really love to hate him. Like, he, he'll write, like, here's an, here's an old tweet. Huh? I wonder why. Here's an old tweet he wrote. Flew commercial today and reminded myself why I hate airports. And someone writes, you'd be at 7-Eleven making hot dogs if it wasn't for your brother. So that's kind of his relationship with the world. So he he went to some bar in Kansas City. It's like a smaller bar. And I guess they were like, he came with his entourage of people. And they were like, we can't fit you. We can't seat you in here. And he got really pissed. And he was like, don't you know who I am? And da 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 and threw a fit and went online and like blasted them online and like was like, don't ever go here. Like, you know, whatever. And so they're like, how do we compete with that? So they responded, I'm going to read you their letter that they, cause it was trending number one on uh, Twitter today. And I'm really just proud of this restaurant. Dear Jackson Mahomes, we are sorry that we set boundaries that you tried to ignore. Oftentimes, people with unearned status and a sense of entitlement think they are above the rules and will lash out at the employee enforcing them. We are sorry we could not seat your very large group. As you probably saw, our bar is very small. We are sorry that you have the reach that you do, or at least that you think you do, and that instead of using it for something positive, 
you decided to use it to try and crush a small business. We survived the global pandemic. We'll survive your ego. We are sorry you didn't reach out to us first before taking to social media. But then again, that is an expectation we would have from a mature and rational person, not someone who pours water on fans and dances on the memorials of tragically lost people for TikTok clap. We have not been fortunate enough to be born into a much more talented and much more famous family. But we would like to think that if we ha did have that much luck, we would use our influence in more responsible ways. We hope our apology finds you well. What do you think of that? I love it. Right? Yeah. People are like, how can I donate money to this bar? <laughs> I love the when uh, fucking establishments, establishments fight back. Tough to root for establishments, easy to root for that one. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so what, uh, what else we got today? Um, oh, and then the guy followed up with somebody followed this up. And just in case anyone thinks Patrick is a good guy, consider this. And there's an article linked to Patrick Mahomes says he puts ketchup on Thanksgiving meal of turkey and ham. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He's going to be so. fine. Oh, I hate him. Hold on. I guess I'm not on a podcast. What? Yeah. His brother. Um, this is what happens. This is... Yeah, it's right. I've been displaced from my office, and this is what I have to deal with. Oh, it's all good. Um, all right. I saw... Um, what, did I, what did I see this week? I saw the... Uh, Freaking uh, Venom Two. How is Venom Two? Pretty bad. Sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's all. I didn't. I haven't seen anything really. Uh, we were going to talk about some Christmas movies. You want to? I mean, I'd say you want to do that. I'm trying to find a list of so I can easily go over the reason I brought up best and worst like Christmas movie or the best Christmas stuff to watch is we decided we wanted to watch something on Christmas and um, you know we're trying to go through and I'm like I know exactly what we should watch and we watched um, I, say, I can't remember the name of the movie it's not so, Christmas well it's almost Christmas you know I mean you, you watch it to, to, to build up Christmas no, you just said we wanted to watch something on Christmas. No, I said we want to watch a Christmas movie. Well, I meant to say that. If I didn't say that, that's what I meant to say. Love Actually? No, we watched the um, Kristen Stewart Gay Christmas. Oh, I love that movie. Right? I was like, and uh, Audrey's sister had never seen it. And so we were like, she didn't even know about it. And I was like, oh, be prepared to watch a really good Christmas movie. Yeah. And sure enough, and I was like, huh, that made me think, what are, like, some of the best, like, that, like, there's this new Christmas show with um, Seth Rogen and Sarah Silverman. Have you watched any of that? No, I heard it, like, it's been tanking. Like, oh, has it? It's, like, called Santa Inc. or something? 
I was it was my intentions to watch that before we did a podcast, but I just I can't get to anything. Um, I suppose the night that I watched the gay Christmas movie, I uh, for a second time I could have watched something else. There's another but, Christmas movie on Netflix that's been doing really well that I haven't seen yet called Single All the Way. Have you watched that? No, I haven't. Single All the Way. Nope. It's the male version of The Happiest Season. Okay. Um, what else? So what do you think? Of, so are we talking about best Christmas movies? I would say you have to put Love Actually there. You have to put Christmas Vacation. Do you think that your infatuation with Love Actually is, I don't know, where, like, it's interesting. You're a big fan. Yeah, I like it. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's true. The the movie I was referring to is Happiest Season. Happiest Season, yeah. What about Bad Santa? Where do you put that? That's that. So that's what I was gonna say. That would be my next like newer movie that I would want to play. That I like. I kind of feel like most of the stuff is played out. Like I'm looking right now. And Esquire's best 60 Christmas movies. I'm just going to start bringing some up. Whatever you don't bring up, I'm going to start bringing up uh, that I find troublesome or not in this. But yes, Bad Santa is, is, I haven't seen it in probably two years, but that's, you know, the problem is you got to find that movie without editing. Right. You know? We're assuming that it's the original version when we talk about it. Um, Edward Scissorhands was a classic. Is that a Christmas movie? Yeah, it's a Christmas movie. Takes place. Okay. He makes it snow. Okay. Um, what? This has trading places on here. Like, I don't know. That's not. A yeah, I mean, it, it. I mean, he wears a Santa suit. I don't know. Um. I I mean I wouldn't put it it's weird because you'd put I'd put trading places higher on a comedy list than I would on a Christmas list but I like more comedies than I do Christmas movies it just it's more of a comedy than a Christmas movie Have you seen Office Christmas Party? Yes, I have. Is that funny? Um it's not a great movie but it has like it has very it has a lot of funny scenes. What do we come out on the night before? Because that's another one I was thinking of popping on the other day. I haven't seen that since the first time. Uh, Me neither. And I'm kind of curious. I would be interested in going back and revisiting that for sure. All right. Um, Jack Frost. I like Jack Frost. It's been a while since I've seen that, but I know it's a horror movie. It's funny. I have this guy I'm friends with um, who he said he like he thinks of well, I guess he'll never listen to this. He thinks of Rob Top as multiplicity Michael Keaton, like how Michael Keaton multiplies himself and like that all the brothers and the family are versions of like the same original person just multiplied and they just get a little dumber. <laughs> Each generation. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. 
Uh, Four Christmases. Is that any good? I've never seen that. That's on my DVR. Yeah. It's all right. Batman Returns. Is that that's not a Christmas movie? I mean, it takes place during Christmas, I guess. But no, it's not a Christmas movie. What about Just Friends? That's oh, one of your jams. Gremlins is definitely a Christmas movie. Gremlins, yeah. What about Just Friends? I haven't seen that in a long time, but I remember like wanting to love that movie so much, and I did like it, and everyone else hated it. <laughs> Wait, are we sure Gremlins is a Christmas movie? Yeah, Gremlins is definitely a Christmas movie. They destroy the town. It's all dressed up for Christmas. And stuff. I know, I know, but okay. What about The Holiday? Obviously, it's a Christmas movie. Where do we... Where do we stand with that? Do we like that movie? Yeah, I like that movie. That's everyone likes that movie. Well, you know what it is. I mean, and you know, let's let's be full. It's my first job, my first big job out here that you got me when you were working on it, and you and I worked together on that movie for like, I don't know, man. That was almost a year. Yeah, a long time. Um, it's safe, is what it is. You know. You put it on, you don't really miss much if you're not paying attention and you stop for the parts that you want to see and you're good. That's what I think of that as a, here we go, Love Actually, Jingle All the Way. Where do we stand on Jingle All the Way? Uh, funny. That's all I'm going to say. Is it good? No. But I, I mean, from what I remember. It's kind of the turn, though, that when he starts to turn into like, a guy we don't really want to see all of his movies anymore. Right? It kind of marks the beginning of the other, the down, like the downer movies of Schwarzenegger. Let's see. Mixed Nuts. Now there's one I haven't seen in a while that's a good movie. I remember. Yeah, that was a good movie, but I haven't seen it in a while as well. Steve Martin. Adam Sandler. Yeah. Nora Ephron. Uh, here we go. Happiest season. Um, I just thought of um, what about the ref? What a great movie the ref was. The ref was really good. Yeah. Is that a hot? That's a Christmas movie, right? That's a Christmas movie. Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh, there's Edward Scissorhands showing up. Uh, were you a fan of the Santa Claus movies? Uh, I watched that uh, Nina Dobrov uh, Love Hard. It's with uh, Jimmy Yang or the whatever his name is from uh, Silicon Valley and Nina Dobrov where she basically like he catfishes her and on Christmas she like decides she's going to like show up to this like really attractive guy's house and surprise him and shows up and Jimmy Yang is there. No. Like he feels bad and uh, tries to say, all right, if you stick around and pretend to be a girlfriend with my family because I'm a nerd, then I'll hook you up with the real guy. And then, of course, they start getting feelings for each other. What is it? Who's Nina Dobrov? She's like a Disney Channel. She's been in a lot of things. You'd know her if you saw her. Okay. 
Um, I remember the other thing I wanted to talk about, which I'll, I'll, sh- I'll throw at you last minute here. Um, I, 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 like, I just looked at my list. Uh, Polar Express, I can't get into that shit. Or The Grinch, uh, Harold and Christmas, Harold and Kumar Christmas, Die Hard. Where do you put Elf on your Christmas list? Well, I mean, Elf is like the new classic, right? Like that's going to be something that they show for years and years. Like they really like, you know, you think about how like how they nailed Elf. Like Elf is kind of like it's funny and it's relevant and it's all those things, but it's also like um it's you know it's it's got all the magic of the old Christmas movies and stuff. Like he he really nailed Favreau really nailed the whole thing. Yeah. You know, it was kind of interesting. That's good. Whatever that is on this list. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is not a Christmas movie. No. Gremlins. Uh Let's see. What I'm just like trying to get through. Eyes Wide Shut is not a Christmas movie. I can tell you that. <laughs> no. Um, Rudolph. I yeah. Even though it wasn't wasn't good. What is that movie that I was just talking about? It's actually okay. like you're like this movie's terrible, but then like 40 or an hour into it, you're like, I hope they get together. <laughs> You're like you're you're saying like it's so bad the whole time, but then you realize that you're getting into the movie and you're like, uh, I kind of like it. Here's Elf, Charlie Brown Christmas. I don't know if the Nightmare Before Christmas is kind of like a good movie in between. You know, it's not quite Christmas and it's not quite Halloween. You know, that movie is really popular. Like they do, like. Outdoor screenings of it, where they have like the Philharmonic and all that. Oh yeah, my my brother took his family to go see uh, a live like performance with like Danny Elfman and Billie Eilish of it. Yeah, I mean it's like a super popular thing. Um, Eilish, what did you think of SNL? What did I think of this? This oh, I thought she was pretty good. Yeah, I did too. I mean, I didn't. I don't think I loved the the show itself, but um, I thought she was really good. Well, the performances were really good. The two performances, the two songs. Yes, yes. Especially that first performance was great. I like the one, uh, like her from reverse, so you could see the crowd. Like, I don't think they've ever yep. done. No, I don't think so either. I'm with you. Um, I thought that was a cool setup. I mean, I I lost my list here. I'm almost there. Bad Santa, Muppet Christmas Carol. I, yeah, Scrooge. We watched part of Scrooge the other day. It's a little, it's a little dated. Home Alone, Christmas Story, vac- Christmas Vacation, Wonderful Life. All right, yeah, we kind of got it. All right, that's a good little review. We are your sp- favorite. Your favorite is definitely Love Actually. Let's just say it. That's a good go-to. Um, um, all right. So, all right. So my next, my next thing I wanted to, well, we could just do, we could do the challenge re- recap real quick. Cause it ended last night. It was the last episode of this, uh, of the season of the year, uh, the finale. Yeah. 
of what I thought was a pretty brutal season of the show. I didn't think it was as bad as you did, but it wasn't great. But it, 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 you, people that you wanted to win ended up winning. Well, I didn't really want, I think they deserved to win. I didn't really want Casey to win. I think it, she and her big brother alliance were annoying, but those two were by far the best people at this thing. So they kind of should have won. So um, moment where Casey and her girlfriend, Nani have to like go against her in the final in, in like an elimination to see who moves on in the finals. Do you feel that Nani, Casey should have let Nani win? I know Nani basically gave up because she's like, oh, Casey will make it farther. But Nani's been on this thing for like 15 years or whatever she's been on, 15 seasons. Right. Like It's interesting. I think she made a final once, like a couple seasons ago. Um, and I feel like she should have been running in that final. That's interesting. You're not wrong. Um, I, I don't have a problem with how it played out. Like, I don't have a problem, but I, I don't think I'd have a problem if any of those things happened. Here's what I think is the reason why you won't see that is I really think that Nani really likes her, and I don't think that Casey gives two shits about Nani. I don't know if I agree on that, but okay, very emotional. Well, the way they very dramatic, the way MTV edited it and put it all together. Sure, but I just don't. I don't buy. I, I don't know. Like I've we've watched Nani for like like you said, fifteen years get attached to like every person in this that she's dated in this like that, and you never see you know Casey care about anything other than game. Ever. Apparently, they won by ten seconds. Yeah, that's what he said. Not today. Well, he said that. I didn't hear that. Um, I thought it was, but I thought the whole thing, it just, I, it was a stupid finale to the stupid season. Like, so, I mean, like, you know, it was a little anticlimactic. They didn't yeah, eat. You got to do the eat where they eat nasty shit. True. Um, he, you know, CP and Casey were by far the best male and female and Kyle and, Tori, we're pretty much the second best male female this year. Kyle was really good. Like, he won a lot of stuff. Kyle was really good. And then Devin was the worst. And uh, Emmy just kind of, they, the, Devin and Emmy both just kind of clung to other things. Devin in a final is pathetic. Yeah, like, bad. when when CT was like, you want me to hold your hand up this hill? Like, there's just, Bananas talk. Bananas had on Amanda today and on his podcast. And boy, let me tell you, they let a lot. She let a lot of people have it. I need to. She would, huh? I saw that pop up, and I'm like, I gotta listen to that. She was like, well, you know, she was saying things like, well, the whole reason that uh, Zach and I broke up as partners is because uh, I just told them that Jenna had sex with Tony. Yeah. And she did. And it's like, you're like, oh, I don't know if that was public consumption. Yeah. She was just going to do it to everybody. Nice. I can't she does not care. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
but uh, they, they were kind of like, you know, Bananas was like, you know, you got to know your role in the show. Like, you know, he's like, and Devin does a nice job of trying to like, you know, they're doing like some hard labor and he's like just yelling out what he's doing. So this way it makes it seem like he's helping, even though he can't because he's like not athletic at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'd said from the beginning, we thought CT was going to win. I'm curious to see how this carries over to the next season, because now it's like, if we get this guy in a, um, in a final, he's going to beat us. So we got to take him out beforehand, you know? We'll do it. They, they don't do, understand that they need to do that. Well, Manu was saying the problem is they all want CT to like him so bad because they all like worship CT. Yeah. Which I get. He's the coolest guy. He's like the baddest guy on this thing, you know? Like, um, what I'm curious is so they win, they win a million dollars, and they're allowed to split it up with everybody else as much as they want. What'd you think of the fact they each took 400 grand and gave each team 100? Uh, I would have given them less. You would have given less? Yeah, but I like the idea. I, you know, I would have given more. And then when I watched it, I started thinking, wow, if I went from like 500 grand to 300 grand and, you know, they each got a hundred, that's kind of BS. So I, I, after like thinking about it some, I kind of landed on, I think it was the right number. I I would have think 25 grand each. That's good. Yeah. One half. But. You know, they made some friends. Let's just say for future. Well, that's the thing I would say. You definitely said, hey, listen, I'm going to give you money. But remember this next time. Like, you got my back. You have all got my back. I don't need to have your back. I'm giving you money. You got my back. Yeah. Uh, it's a good thing to have to be able to hold over people. Yeah, and I also think, you know, MTV... There's all these rules change all the time, right? Right. Nelson should not have been able to continue. He couldn't even get into the, he couldn't even swing. You know, they do this a couple of times. They did this with Corey, I think a couple of years ago, uh, where in the final he had to get rescued or couldn't, couldn't do the thing. And he, still was able to finish the rest of the finals. Like, no, if you can't do it, you're out. Like, I don't understand why. That's why I was so glad Kyle won because Nelson really didn't, he shouldn't have been there. Yeah. You make, you make a strong point. Like they know that they have to learn how to swim. Like, what do you do? You, your whole life is the challenge. Like I liked the moment, how about the moment when TJ came up to uh, Nelson and gave him that pep talk because Nelson was, like, devastated. Yeah, yeah. Well, Nelson's so funny because he's such a moron. Like, the whole thing with Nelson, when they had to build three squares, that was, like, the best. You have to turn these missiles into three. Huh? He was right. You had to make a triangle. Right, but he didn't, he did he, well, no, he wasn't. Well, he didn't communicate it well, but yes, it was. If you made that triangle, you made four squares. It's just so funny because he he just 
that guy was like the human rain delay with everything. He just kept getting everything wrong. Like anyway, uh, it's really funny though. <laughs> you got to make a triangle, and everyone's like, "What? We got to make four three squares." It was like, "Who's on first? Um, but yeah, like as soon as like C or uh, CT shows up, he like knew exactly what to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why that guy is just the best. You know, and that um, when that guy was talking shit to Darrell and he was like, CT's going to catch you. Da, da, da. He goes, look, man, CT is just a different, he's just built different. He's a different kind of animal. Yeah. And he's right. That's what that guy is. That guy is, you know, they know what they've got with them. They know they need to keep him around. And, you know, like the ratings were really low this year. They were staying on the podcast because, and he's like, what do you think that is? And she's like, I know you want me to say it's because older people weren't on it. But honestly, the real reason is you have 30 people, 15 of them are rookies from different countries who've never watched the show. And while they have like huge audiences overseas, their overseas audiences don't get to watch the challenge. So it's just stupid to bring them in. Yeah. Um, overall, disappointing, disappointing season, if you ask me. But I still feel like the right people won. You just gotta you gotta force people that to have to compete to get there. You can't just keep handing it over the way that they happen. I don't like that. I feel like I want everyone to like not be friends. Yeah, me too. But it's not gonna happen. It's like a whole No, because they, they, they're not yeah, they're not gonna let it happen the way it used to. Um but yeah. All right. So the last thing I wanted to, I mean, do you have anything to add to the challenge? We'll, we'll see what happens on the uh, reunions. Those are the best, even though you used to say that they weren't. Now you know that they are. Um, <laughs> anything else, though? Because I, I got a subject I did not, I meant to bring up, and I'm surprising you with. No, go ahead. All right. So the, the biggest disappointment for me in 2021 is the fact that you still don't watch uh, Succession because it was so good. Um, That's like, it. it's like when you watch Succession, it's like watching a Christopher Nolan movie where you're like, huh, you can do that with, with TV, huh? Like, I'm not saying effects wise or, you right. know, it's the story, it's character, it's everything they do, locations, they're just working on such a higher level than everybody else. I mean, they just really are. It's just so well done. But what I want to talk about it is, did you read at all the Jeremy Strong uh, interview in the New York New Yorker? I did not. Do you know about it? No. All right, this is going to be a tough subject then. All right, so he well, but except that there's a there's there's a couple. Not just this. I'll I'll try to summarize it real quick. He's nuts. He's he is an insane person, and he's very method. And they were like interviewing Brian Cox about him. They were interviewing Kieran Culkin about him, and nobody had anything really nice to say about him. They, I mean, they weren't saying he's a jerk. They were just saying he's an insane person to work with. Like he'll go out and get beat. Like if he's in a scene where he has to get like beat up, he'll go out. And pick a fight and get beat up. So he comes into work beat up. To do like, he's like one of those people. And the thing that made it so interesting is after that, like, um, you know, he doesn't rehearse because he said he wants, he doesn't want to be, 
He wants the real reactions to all happen. And I mean, it's just a complete, you know, and you read, you know, what Brian Cox just wrote a book about how much he hates everybody. So of course that goes over well and that's their relationship in the show. So it's, so, so you see why it works. But the thing that was interesting is after this piece was written, okay. Uh, Aaron Sorkin put out a thing saying, I want to stick up for Jeremy Strong. I was quoted in that piece and I gave, here's my full quote because I recorded it and like listed it. And he said, they only took a half of a sentence to make him sound nuts. And he's not. Now this guy, like he lived with, um, I think did he, so Jessica Chastain put out Aaron Sorkin's thing. And she's like, I want to say that he's like this phenomenal guy. And he like used to, I think he used to live on, somebody's couch I like lived on you know her uh, her couch or charlie's somebody crazy famous when he moved out here and, and he kept getting all these opportunities and blowing it because he was so hard to work with supposedly but all these actors have come out to say that he's like this amazing actor so it's this kind of crazy thing right and they're like this this is like a hit piece on him now at the same time did you see the adam mckay article that came out yeah what did you think of the Adam McKay article? Now, who was that with? Was that the Hollywood Reporter? Yeah, something like that, where he basically said that he, like, recast um, Will Ferrell without telling anyone. With, uh, what's his name? Uh, Step Brothers. Well, with John C. Riley, it was originally supposed to be Michael Shannon. Yeah. And when he bailed, he got John C. Riley and not Will Ferrell. And that's why they're not talking. But do you think that that's really what that is? I mean, I'm sure they have other other things. They've been like partners and friends for so long. I mean, it sucks that they're not friends anymore. But you know, when you're friends uh, with someone, you're working with someone for a long time. Like you know, when we work together on like scripts and stuff, we get mad at each other, right? We want to talk. Well, that's because I would write gay on really big on all your pages. That was correct. It was super helpful. It made the story much better. Um, I don't regret that at all. Um, but um, the thing with both those guys is now is with um, Jeremy Strong and with Adam McKay is they're both really bright guys, right? They're both like, well, I mean, you don't, whatever you didn't, but they are both really bright guys, but they're both, very passionate about the things that they're passionate about. And if you're not on board, you're not part of my art to get the fuck off. Right. And just, it's interesting that it kind of like, I don't know whether to celebrate people like, you know, we have, it's such a fine line, whether we celebrate those people or we hate them for it. Um, Yeah. And McKay is another one, you know, McKay is completely political now. Whereas not that he wasn't before, but, you know, he's done with comedies. He's doing political stuff. Will Ferrell wants him to keep doing comedies. And he's like, I'm, I'm over it. The third thing I wanted to, so this all leads me to the thing I want to talk about the most, which was, and we talked, we briefly spoke about this, the Ben Affleck interview on Howard Stern. I listened to parts of it. I haven't listened to the whole thing. It to me is like the, just it was the best interview I've heard in a long time. It he, was he opened up about everything. Everything. He like cried. 
Apparently, J Lo's pissed. Oh yeah. Well, no one should be pissed at that guy for what he did. And that's the thing that like got me really, I was like, I was like writing shit about this because I was so pissed that 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 entire interview was over two hours and he like just bared his soul. And he was not like, he spent the first 30 minutes talking about editing and how hard it is to edit and like why edit, you know, like explaining the movie making process, going into all that. And then they masterfully moved that into like Goodwill Hunting and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, and then it, it went into when his career, like, and, you know, we've done a career retrospective on him. So that's why I feel maybe a little more connected to it with then his, when things started to go really bad for him and how he's like, there's a guy that paid me millions of dollars not to make a movie with me. Yeah. Like that is about the shittiest feeling, you know? And then he started talking about, he said, you know, I walk in and then, and then, and then he's like, then I, so he's like, I, I'm like, will I ever work again? You know, whatever. So I decided I'm going to direct a movie and I'm like, I'm going to do it. I interview all these famous actors who became directors and ask them about it. They give me advice. I, I, I spend everything I it, learning about it and it's pretty good, right? The movie's good. So now I get my some juice back and now I'm becoming the guy again. And now I show up and all of a sudden people are like laughing at my jokes, you know, like these people, da, 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 da. And then he said, um, I mean, I don't know. He's like, I, you know, I go on Saturday Night Live and there's a guy who's talking a lot of shit about me. And he says, uh, you know, he's like, you know what I do? I walk right up to him. I say, hey, man, you know what? You're the funniest guy on the show. You're the funniest guy on the show. The show would not be as great without you. Just know that. Yeah. And I walk away. And the guy's like, oh, he's pretty good. Now, I'm pretty sure he goes, and there was a guy I was up for a lot. Of, like, he was pissed because I was getting a lot of parts that he thought he should get. So I'm pretty sure I know it is. I, I think it was Sudeikis. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, um, but I just, you know, he's always, and then there, then he brought the one guy who said, they said, do you really, when, when he, he's like, he's a guy, he said, he's the producer, he brought it, called my name. He said, he's the producer who made the Star Wars movies after like the prequels and he said luke skywalker or anakin skywalker comes in and he kills all of these kids like don't you think that's a little dark for do you hear not hear this part uh, a, a reporter he's like walks down the line uh, you know the guy and he's the guy's walking down the line he says the rep, he, so the reporter says hey luke scar anakin skywalker kills all these kids don't you think that's a little dark like you know he goes listen if Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck would, he said, I have nothing to do with this guy. I have nothing to do with this movie. This guy says, uh, he's like, do you really think that would happen? He goes, I don't know. I think Ben Affleck would kill a bunch of kids to be famous. I think it's that important to him. And he's like, I never, he's like, that's the only time I ever called my lawyer and said, yeah. can I sue this guy? He's like, do you really think, do you really think me making a couple of shitty movies is the same thing as, Turning to the dark side, <laughs> it's Darth Vader. Anakin Skywalker becoming Darth Vader, and and he goes through all this, and then he gets into like it's drinking and the stuff with his wife, and then People Magazine and all those other places, they only quote that he says that he was unhappy in his marriage and so he drank for it, right? Yeah, and that's it, and they all run with it, and it was so shitty to watch because I I listened to this interview. 
like I just could I just couldn't move away from it. It was so good. And I was like, wow, I just got off done with it. And I was like, I can't believe, you know, you always want people to be that honest and to like spill it. And here he does it. And you fucking did the thing that he said that everybody did to screw him. As soon as it's over, you did the thing. Yeah. Oh, it made me so mad. I and liked, then like, I, you know, turned. I liked when uh, he was giving Blake Lively a tour of Boston uh, for the town. And he goes, that's where Matt Damon lives. And she goes, you know, Jason Bourne? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, not so old. <laughs> yeah, that was good. He, I just, I don't know. I'm, I am in that guy's corner for, he, you know, I just, I give him, I just thought he was awesome. Interviews because they did the Billie Eilish interview. Yeah, it was really good. She, the only thing that everyone reported afterwards is that she like watched porn at 11 when she was started, when she was 11 years old. Right. Right. That was what everyone wanted to talk about that she was, but she actually said that it fucked her up. Right. It stopped the way her, like a normal relationship, like it made her not have normal relationships except for on the movie. Like she didn't have normal relationships because she was in love with Justin Bieber. Right. Uh, but yeah. It was anyway, like, I, I just wanted to talk about it because it, it's something that's been bothering me. And if you get a chance and you haven't heard it, listen to the, if you find it, listen to Ben Affleck's interview with, with Howard Stern. It was, it was just phenomenal. And I wrote something like on Twitter, which I don't really usually write. I just usually retweet other shit. I just wrote, like this is such shit journalism. Yeah, if that's what, even what you want to call it. Like the guy was so vulnerable, and you just like use that against them. You're the lowest of the low. And I had some people like, oh my god, he fell. Cheering on. Uh, you're ahead of me. Um, San Diego just ran him back to the. All right, well, all right, you know, well, all right, you're ahead of me. There you go. Let's talk about our picks. How did how did we do last week? You went two and one. I went one and two. And so things are getting tight because I do not want to have to go to Burbank to watch the playoffs and buy you drinks. This is not like it's, it's seriously starting to scare me and get serious. Um, so let's do this. Oh, yeah. he's Just to give you an idea how far behind I am, he just fell. Oh, okay. That's far. That's my delay. All right. I won't say um, all right. So now – uh, I am nineteen twenty-two and one, and you are eighteen twenty-two and two. So I am a half game up on you. We both suck at this, um, which sure. we knew, and uh, it's getting tight. And I don't want to. I don't. I really don't want to lose this year. So let's go through. What's your first pick? Uh, we talked about this before. I'm going Vegas um, minus four at Cleveland. They don't have any people. Yeah, I'm, and I'm doing the same. So, like, yeah, we kind of talk. Like, I, who knows what's going to happen? So, I was talking to my brother about. I said, "So, your weekend is Chargers tonight, concert pep rally Friday, Saturday Jimmy Kimmel Sunday Rams game." And he's like, "Yep." And he said, "Unless we moved the game on Sunday because of all the COVID stuff they're talking about." So, that kind of shit could start happening. Just saying. Oh boy. Uh, what's your second pick? My second pick is Minnesota 
minus three and a half versus Chicago. That's the Monday night game. So does that mean your third game is like null and void, or you just how do you do this? You don't you don't go by time. I didn't realize that that was the Monday night game. All right, that's fine. So m- minus three and a half. Uh, Minnesota. I just think uh, right. even though even though as I'm as I'm looking, it's five and a half. Oh, oh, sorry. I'm looking at the top pool one, which, by the way, I – so we're in this uh, pick and pool, and uh, me and your brother went 4-0 uh-huh. uh, going into the Monday night game, and I in Arizona, had St. Louis, but so many people oh. won. I got paid like 60 bucks or something. Right. Oh, I didn't even see why I just saw 15 people win. I figured one of you guys had it. Uh, so do you want the five and a half against Chicago or no? Yeah, I'll take the five and a half against Chicago. All right. I'm going to take um, Cincinnati plus two and a half at Denver. I'm taking your team. <laughs> okay. I have, by the way, I have first touchdown in this game. I have Mike Williams and I have Kelsey. Well, Mike Williams. Uh, he just dropped the touchdown. He's hurt right now, so it doesn't look good. Oh, okay. So, it hit him right in the chest. I know. He's he's down now. Not good. All right. And then my next pick, um, I like Arizona. They struggled uh, this week and lost me my fantasy game, which would have given me a bye. Like, no one cares, but still. Wait, that's two passes in a row they hit him right in the chest. Yeah. Oh, man. I got to stop talking to you while I'm watching this because you're so far ahead. So, Arizona, minus 12 and a half against the Lions continue. I'm sorry. Yeah, just they had a beat up. I know DeAndre Hopkins isn't playing, but I still think that they're going to get back on track with the blowout win here and then uh, get ready for their stretch run to try to get this by. Um, I just feel like they're a lot better team, obviously. Okay. What do you got for third? My third is I'm taking the Packers minus six at Baltimore. Uh, I bet against Baltimore last week, and they screwed me, so why not do it again? Yeah. I lost by a half a point last week. I just think Baltimore's not good. They have some injuries. Yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm going. So, Well, yeah. Uh, Heard like the first like drive this this last. What'd you say? Lamar Jackson got hurt in the first drive last week and stuff. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think it matters. I I think that um, yes, he's better than what was their backup um, Huntley. Huntley, but like they're not that far off. You know what I mean? Like yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I did. I was going to take the Rams, but that line got taken down because of COVID. And um, yeah, so I don't know. See, hopefully everybody plays. Good times. Yeah. All right. Okay. We got some work to do. I'll talk yeah. to you. Cool.